What's up, folks? It's a little bonus forecast. Uh, we didn't foresee that we were going to record this episode before, I'm sorry, after the Kings game, but that's going to be the case tonight. So I'm recording this here at uh, five o'clock uh, before the game. And, you know, a lot of people have been treating this Kings matchup and the several that we have uh, moving forward like they're automatic wins. But, you know, De'Aaron Fox, you can look at the nine-game losing streak, but De'Aaron Fox has been hooping. Buddy Hield is a bucket, and Harrison Barnes has a personal axe to grind. So I think it would be very stupid of us to overlook this team. I think that they're perfectly designed to be the type of team to upset us tonight. Uh, we need a good performance from KP. We need Luka to be on. And uh, I personally think it's going to end up being a very interesting, very tight game if they play any defense. And uh, we'll see. <laughs> and welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast, uh, Losers Edition. Um, that <laughs> forecast was actually recorded by Bibbs hours before the game, correct? Yes, I, I wanted to make sure I had a forecast out there before before the game started. Right, right, right. Appreciate the dedication, but uh. Maybe I should have brought you to Vegas with me to the slots because you definitely <laughs> called it. Um, you know what? Usually we don't do this. Uh, usually the way we do things, we introduce, you know, ourselves. Obviously, I am Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mondo Reese. This is Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs. We are the Mavs Outsiders. This is the Mavs Outsiders podcast. We are Mavs fans, which is unfortunate tonight after a <sighs> frustrating loss to the Sacramento Kings at home, no less, 121 to 107. How you feeling tonight, brother? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you heard it in the forecast. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm not after this week. I'm honestly not. But disappointed feels like an understatement, too. It does. I just couldn't find another word to describe how I feel right now. Uh, usually the way we do things, we do our weekly recap and we start from the beginning to the end. But considering we just did this after this game played by the Kings, not the Mavericks, um, we're going to go right into the instant reactions and then. We'll transition into the weekly recap to start from beginning to end. So, as I said, Sacramento Kings beat our Dallas Mavericks at home, 121-107. to De'Aaron uh, Fox uh, hooped on us like someone on the Mavericks slept with his girlfriend. Harrison Barnes hooped on us like someone on the Mavericks Slept with his girlfriend. Uh, Terrence Davis hooped on us like Rick Carlisle fucked his mom. Um, Hassan Whiteside, you know what? They just hooped on us. Uh, people that shouldn't have hooped on us, hooped on us. Terrence Davis, shout out to Harrison Barnes. I still love Harrison Barnes. Obviously, he's doing very good in his role in Sacramento. I wish we yeah. could have traded for him, but we didn't. But Hassan Whiteside? 12 and 10 and 18 minutes. I wish we could get production like that from a big. <sighs> you know what? Let me drink some of this bold ginger ale. Uh, Bibbs, what, what did you think about this game? That bold ginger ale might be crispier than McDonald's Sprite. Um... It is. It is. <laughs> it, 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 I literally like poured it in the cup 
and it was like somebody put pepper up my nose. Yeah, them things, that's that's not a joke right there. So that's how I know you're feeling some type of way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, um, you, you hit it on the head. Like, again, I, I felt like this Kings team was perfectly designed to beat us because we are soft. And they had a few guys on that roster that played very hard. You know what? That sounded terrible. Pause. Um, that, that didn't sound that bad. They play a very uh, – now I'm thinking about it. Uh, Terrence Davis is not – he's not playing around. Um, he's another one of these guys that believed in himself enough to turn down being drafted and then had it work out. <laughs> like he literally said, don't draft me because I'm not signing a two-way contract and then got a three-year deal by dominating the summer league. Like this – that's the type of guy we were dealing with tonight. And that sucks. <laughs> oh, hey. Look, let's keep it 100. <clears throat> Terrence Davis sucks. He plays hard. You know what? That's more than I can say for the players on our team. For and, and that's why he was successful. <laughs> he wanted it more than we wanted it tonight. Much more. Nine that for was... 12. Five for five for three. Jesus Christ. And he got fouled several times. He was plus 18 on the night, by the way. Um, he got fouled several times on some of his drives and didn't get any calls. But, you know, <laughs> who cares about what Terrence Davis did, right? Uh, I will say this. It was interesting to see Fox and Luca both get fouled and slightly complain and to see – Luca get to the point of getting a tech where Fox just adjusted his game and started hitting pull-up jumpers instead of going all the way to the rim. Crazy, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I love Fox. That's that's no. I mean, Fox secret. also had the luxury of players on his team stepping up. So, and you know what's crazy? Dorian Finney-Smith went stupid. Well, I mean, shit. If you leave a motherfucker open. Hopefully he gets some shots. Six for eight but for three. That's not normal. <laughs> Last time he shot like that, we won the game. I have to say something that I, I don't I, I never wish to say this out loud. Maxi Cleaver has been ass. And COVID or no COVID, I I I, I don't something needs to change there. It's a sad day. I was actually, when I was on my way home, I joined uh, Kirk Henderson's locker room app. Okay. Uh, his locker room. I like how we only join it when the other one's not there. But all right, see. Really? That's crazy. I've been uh, in there in the past few. <laughs> this is only my second time in there, though. I know. I, I uh, listen, but I don't usually request. Gotcha. To, yeah, anyway, um, I told him I had literally just got off the, the out of the room when I pulled up home. And uh, he said that he think he tweeted at you, but it's probably time to, to bring down the the words book. The work, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Say it with a V. Say it with a V. <laughs> My accent is not. Uh, <clears throat> was, diver, that's not gonna help. It's the you that's the problem. All right. <laughs> it's, the you. it's the you. Uh. Vers, fuck it, Maxie's wall. Uh, <laughs> probably time to bring down Maxie's wall. 
Oh man, I'm glad we're able to laugh after this week. Um, it's time to bring down Maxie's wall and put up Lucas. Uh, yeah. Um, you Maxie know, I was... has more block. I mean, Luca has more blocks than Maxie. This yeah, week. somebody somebody pointed that out. I have to look at the because uh, it's close. I had to look at the the averages because we know Maxie missed like 15 games or something crazy. True. Um. But yeah, the Ljubljana, the Ljubljana Montagna, or the Montagna de Ljubljana, uh, might be might be the next wave. I, I might need to slide What? Ljubljana is where Luca is from. Not gonna try to pronounce that out. And the Montagna is Spanish for mountain. So they were trying to call my man the Matador. That's terrible. Which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And there's still people that try to do it. I don't. I don't. That's garbage. Especially not when he's probably looking like our best defender, right? I'm sorry. I can't even. <laughs> Luca might be our best defender right now. Like, that's fucking that's sad. sad. Terrible. Sad. I told Kirk, I said, I would rather watch Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan at their current ages in a 60-minute Ironman match where the only move they can do is a super kick. As opposed to watching the Mavs play defense, man, I, I I don't even. And if you want to know how bad <clears> that <throat> is, Hulk Hogan can barely walk, let alone lift his leg up for a super kick. Oh, you meant like current? Yes, the current <laughs> ages, <laughs> not prime. Current ages. Oh man, you know what I just realized too. This is live. Uh, I just realized Maxie did get a block. <clears throat> uh, so I'm going to add that bitch to the wall. But the wall is probably getting retired after this. Fuck that wall. And you know what? While I'm drinking this bowl, ginger ale, I'm feeling kind of bold. Fuck this team, man. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. I told, I put it on Twitter that I will no longer tweet about the Mavericks unless it's during a game. I'm promoting slash talking about our podcast or there was something else that I can't remember. I'm going to keep it a stack. I accidentally was cheering for the Kings at one point in this game. Why? Like they did something like the Mavs were in the middle of trying to come back. Uh, I think Dorian Finney-Smith, it was the play where Dorian Finney-Smith started dribbling and somebody came from behind him and stole the ball. And I, I caught myself like clapping in that moment, like, oh shit. Cause it was the smart play, like, you can't let that dude dribble. So I just started clapping, like, yeah, don't don't allow that. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be happy about that. I was in Las Vegas <clears throat> on vacation. I took a laptop, a microphone, and other stuff in order to record a Mavs podcast. And this is how they reward me. I said we had a chance to go three and one or maybe undefeated for the week. I said that. <laughs> I said that live for people to hear. And you agreed with me. So don't, don't what? laugh. What? You agreed with me. Uh, that's false. Yeah, you agree with me. I said anything is possible with this team. I said that, and my co-host agreed with me. 
That's what you need to feel better. This is how they reward me. By not only starting last week with a loss and ending it with one, but starting this week with a loss as well. And since we're on a topic, let's start about the first loss we took last week. <sighs> you know the, the 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 bad thing about it? Or the thing about it, it, it? That wasn't even a bad loss. It wasn't. The first one. The first one wasn't a bad loss. It was a good game. Luka and KP both played well. We just didn't finish. And DeRozan did. Now, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way. Considering the fact that I was in Vegas for the first two games, I didn't watch them fully, but I went back and watched 30-minute recaps on the NBA League Pass app. No, if you're listening to this, you cannot hold it. Do not DM me. Uh, Yes, the San Antonio Spurs, from the looks of it, when I watched the 30-minute recap that uh, NBA League Pass gives, uh, please sponsor us. Um, it wasn't a bad loss, but I was still upset that we lost because we're better than the Spurs, but a team coached by Greg Popovich can get a win against any team in the league on any night. So I wasn't as upset at this loss as I was against the last three that we took. Well, the last, the last two, but if you ask me, there's a third loss in there that will get to when we talk about it but uh yeah i i felt like this game i it wasn't going to be easy but i felt we should have won uh we both had luca and porzingis show up which you know isn't something that's always going to happen but who else showed up (sighs) exactly if we get any of the other role players to show up we win that game. We lost by two. Josh Richardson gave us seven and fourteen. Definitely don't get that often. What did we get from anyone else? And yes, I understand Maxie didn't play. JJ wasn't ready yet. But hell, sometimes Maxie's there and he gets we give him we get zero points from him in twenty nine minutes. So it really doesn't matter. Tim Hardaway, who has consistently been stepping up for us, and I'm not going to rag on him because he has been, but he gave us nothing this game. Zero for five. Bro, you're one of the most notorious chuckers I've ever seen. And you chose this game to shoot five shots while Jalen Brunson went four for 15. No, this wasn't a necessarily bad loss because it was close. But when you look at the fact that our role players once again did not step up, it's bad because it was easily winnable, and it shows. It's funny because I think people were just starting to praise Brunson, and then he came out and had a trash game. Like he's been getting a lot of love in the like national media and stuff, and yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoy him as a basketball player. I think he's gonna get his monies when the time comes, but uh, but yeah, uh, when we needed it, it wasn't there for us. So, anything else on that game, or would you like to move on to the next loss? 
let's let's keep it moving. Let's let's keep this bitch going. Uh, let's move on to the loss that I wasn't upset about because I fully expected us to lose this game, and if we did win, I would have been happy. Philadelphia 76ers came into Dallas and beat us 113 to 95. Embarrassing? Yes. Surprised? No. Especially considering to the other teams we lost this week, lost to this week, which you know we'll get into. But also considering the fact that Joel Embiid single-handedly destroyed us. <laughs> With 36 points. Furcon Korkmaz. Pop the cork. You know what? Furcon Korkmaz gave us 20. Furcon Korkmaz gave us 20. DeJounte Murray gave us 25. Looked like a Premier League point guard. And DeJounte Murray is very good. But he was not known for his scoring. There's a trend here. This week, we played terrible defense. Yeah. Terrible defense. Players who should not have scored as much. You know what? We're going to get into it. I don't want to jump the gun. We lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid ate us alive. Furkan Korkmaz had a night on us when he shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about this game. I'm, I'm going to say uh, I expected a loss. Um, KP sat out this game, right? I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, K, KP sat out or was held out. I'll say I, I, I can't say sat out. He was held out of the game. Um, so it was a scheduled loss. Uh, Luca usually struggles against Ben Simmons, so I will say it was good to see him get 32 points, but still just four assists, four turnovers. So they still, the 76ers have a perfectly designed team to contain Luca. A lot of length, a lot of active defenders. A big body on the inside um and then the guy who's guarding them is just as big as him so i mean they're like i said they're perfectly constructed to give luca problems right now so uh good to see him battle through it but you know we had no chance against that team and it showed especially with no kp right and i would have loved to see kp against the 76ers but the team knows what they're doing by hiding them against certain people that's okay Shall we move on? <laughs> the next game. The win, quote unquote, <clears throat> against the Memphis Grizzlies. 114 to 113. <laughs> I'm sorry. This was a loss. This this was a loss. Well, I'm under- technically, like, you know, it's a win, but it's a loss. Speaking of players who should not be going off against us the way they are. The the, the guy from iCarly put up 23 points on us. No. <laughs> and and I'm, I, I'm a Duke fan. Uh, I hate Grayson Allen, but it's no reason Grayson Allen should be putting up 23 points on us, bro. I understand he hit six threes. I don't know what it is about the Mavericks this week not being able to defend the three. Uh, maybe it's COVID. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> this the Grizzlies literally had us this game, and if it were not for God looking down on his son, white Jesus, we would have lost this game, and we would not have won a single game this week. And I did not after the shot, obviously, I was like, oh, my God, Luke is amazing. Then I was like, bro, there's no reason this should have even came down to that in the first place. 
Yeah. Literally only two people on the team. Luca had 29, KP had 21. Everyone else, afterthought. Not quite everyone else. Dwight Powell. It wasn't just vibes in this game. <laughs> Dwight 12, Powell had 12 and 8. All in 15 minutes. 15 Six for minutes. seven from the field. He missed one shot. Two offensive rebounds. And considering the Grizzlies really don't have any bigs, this is what, you know what? Jonas? Jonas gave us 19 and 16. Yeah, one big. <laughs> Shall I play my reaction to the shot? Because this is pretty much going to sum up how I feel about this game. Yeah, let's, 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 let's end it off with that. Please give us your, uh, your reaction to the shot. Timeouts. Memphis by two. One point eight remaining. I know we're not doing the same goofy ass play. Oh shit! Was that three? Was that three? There's no way. There's no way that was a three. I'm pretty sure he was across the line. No. No way. There is no way. Yeah, Mark looking kind of rough. Nah, I gotta see that. I gotta see that. <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. I hate this team. I swear to God, I hate this team. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love Luca, but I hate this team. We didn't deserve that game. Luca deserved the fuck out of the game, but this team didn't deserve that win. Oh boy! All right, um, I don't even know how to react to that. That's wow. Yeah, that's. Oh my god That's heartbreaking for Memphis And these fans Oh lord KP gotta give Luka his game check tonight I don't care Oh man Alright let me turn this shit off They did not deserve to win that game. And I feel for Grizzlies fans because if that was us on the other end, I'd be hurt. And there was um, someone in Grizzlies fandom on Twitter. Can't remember your Twitter handle. I'm sorry. I don't even remember exactly what he said for a baby. <clears throat> but he said something along the lines of Luka hit a lucky shot. The Grizzlies outplayed the Mavericks that game. And they got lucky. And I retweeted it to my timeline and said, I agree with him. Because he's absolutely correct. Yep. All of them should give Luca that game check. But we lost the game. We lost the, the game. The record don't show that, but we lost that game. I don't care what anyone says. We did not win a game this week. 
if it were not for one of the luckiest shots I've ever seen. Motherfucker hit a floater from the three-point line. We would be winless this week. And we would be on a six-game losing streak. Yeah. Six-game losing streak. Because obviously after this game, uh, it continued. Because there were no uh, lucky floaters from the three-point line against the New York Knicks. As we lost 117 to 109. And Julius Randle going nuclear on us. R.J. Barrett putting up 24 and 8 on us. Every time I watched the game, the dude was finishing at the basket. We couldn't stop a microwave with a sledgehammer. Thoughts on the game, Bibbs? Yeah, Julius Randle, 44, 10, and 7. Um, Derrick Rose, 15 and 5 off the bench. The uh, They bullied us. They they bullied us. They out-physicaled us. They out-passioned us. And that is becoming a new theme for this team. I mentioned it in the Kings game as well. We are soft. Where have we heard that before? We're just not, no, no, we're just not we're not a physical team. We don't have anybody that can but besides Luca, which again, Luca has to do everything on this team, apparently. Like he's even had to fix his three point shooting because nobody can hit a fucking three. Um Yeah, like the whole team is 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 trash, soft, weak. KP tried to be tough, but it, it wasn't really working for me in the, the Kings game, but this this Knicks game bully like teams are just walking in slapping their meat on our chin and we're just accepting okay okay um you ever watch a show and like the little scrawny dude goes to prison and he goes in the cell and the cell and he tries to get on the the bottom bunk and the cellmate's like nah top bunk matter of fact give me them shoes no you ever seen uh Episode of the Boondocks, the health inspector. It's been a while. When Tom has a nightmare about going to prison and he drops the soap. <laughs> oh man. That's the yeah, that's that's the Mavs. Mm-hmm. The Mavs are consistently dropping the soap on defense and getting fucked. No KY. No condom. Straight rug burn dick up the ass. <laughs> My chin comment was too much. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, teams have to realize that they can get to the rim pretty much whenever they want on us at this point. And the Kings did it perfectly. Um, attack the basket, attack the basket, attack the basket, kick out three, pull up three attack the basket kick out three like they they mixed it up perfectly uh whenever we started realizing they were going to the rim at will and started packing the paint they would just pull up and hit the three whenever we start trying to get out to the three-point shooters eat, lay but hey you know i was why i was thinking this while watching the knicks and kings game uh 
De'Aaron Fox went off on us. Julius Randle went off on us. Can we get some adjustments late in the game? Uh, some defensive schemes, you know, double teams, traps, things of that such. Uh, some blitzes just to get the ball out of the player's hands who's single-handedly destroying us. Because we don't have a stopper on a team that's not Dorian Vinny-Smith. And God, it's not Josh Richardson. Our defense is very reactionary. Like, we don't dictate anything with our defense. Our defense is, oh, this guy's over here. Let me go run over there. This guy's over here. Let me go run over there. Like, it's not, we're not anticipating anything. We're, we're reacting to everything. We're not directing a guy where to go. We're following him. And we're basically just kind of hoping for the best in those scenarios. You can take those defensive ratings those top 10 defensive ratings that the Mavs had not too long ago. Shine them up real good. Turn them some bitches sideways. And stick it straight up, y'all candy asses. I don't want to hear shit about stats again or analytics. I keep telling y'all that don't mean shit. And this week has proved it. The Dallas Mavericks are not a good defensive team. I said it on Twitter. We are probably the worst team currently in the Western Conference playoffs. And the fact that we will have to play in a play-in with other teams. You might be getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Are we even going to make the play-in at this point? I mean, are we sure? Might, hey, look, <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking it is. It's way too improbable for us to fall out of the play-in position because we'd have to fall below the ninth seed. I got to look at it to make sure it's not possible. But the fact that Portland is basically handing the sixth seed to us. They're trying. On a silver platter. And when I say a silver platter, I mean, Alfred, here's your coffee, Mr. Wayne. Silver platter. And we're just smacking the plate out of Alfred's hands. Like, oh my God, I've hated you all my life. Stop giving me shit. Like, bro, they're losing. They're choking. And so are we. We had the easiest week I think we have had all season. Besides, yeah, besides the 76ers game. <laughs> Every other game should have been maybe the Spurs shouldn't have been a gimme, but we should have won. Right. We had and even after we lost to the Spurs and Sixers, I was like, okay, cool. But we got the Grizzlies, the Knicks, and the Kings coming up. We'll be fine. Mm. I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. I was gravely wrong. This team ain't got no heart. I thought worst case scenario might be three. I'm not worst case, but I thought, you know, expectations three and two this week. Like, lose to the 76ers, lose to one of the Spurs and Grizzlies would be acceptable. But we went one and four. And in my opinion, we went 0 and 5. On the records, on the on the stat sheet, we went one and four. But we, yeah, we really went 0 and 5. We, Lost. I think I, I went and checked the the the, tra- the game tracker from that game, and um, 
<clears throat> I think we led most of the first quarter, and then they led pretty much the rest of the game after that until the final shot. I'm tired of seeing, and you know what? We're going to transition out of the weekly recap. The fact that, like I said, Portland is losing, and Portland has still a tough schedule coming up. We literally have a chance to get the fifth seed, and we're we're choking it away. We, we can, had a shot at the fifth seed. <laughs> we had a shot at the fifth seed. Because y'all can keep saying, oh, we still got a shot at the fifth seed because we doubled back-to-back with the Lakers, bro. LeBron and AD don't even have to play at this point. I'm still not sure we're going to win. <laughs> nah. Uh, it, we're perfectly set up for Drummond to have Destroy a game against us. us. Destroy us. And Kenny is going to go insane on Twitter if Drummond destroys this team. That's like the worst nightmare for most of Mavs Twitter right now. That is the worst nightmare for most of Mavs Twitter. If Drummond goes back to back and has like 25 and 15... <laughs> They won't be able. Kenny might explode from excitement. <laughs> he literally might like his his Twitter account might get blocked for tweeting too much. He's gonna definitely gonna get blocked by like five hundred people, like before the game ends. Five hundred more people. They're not gonna want to see Man, um. But, you know, AD is a rumored to be expected back a Thursday. Uh-oh. Oh, we're definitely going to lose. So, they don't even need LeBron. If AD and Drummond are both playing, like, oh. Curtains. Curtains. <laughs> Curtains. It's over with. Oh, man. Um, I'm tired of y'all posting, oh, well, the Mavs have the easiest schedule for one of the easiest schedules for the rest of the season. Well, we had an easy schedule. I'm pretty sure we had the easiest schedule this week out of any team in the NBA. And we still went on paper one and four. Are we are we going to go into our our scenario our situation here with the the playoffs? Let's do it. I'm pretty sure you have it pulled up. Yeah, I just it pulled is. it up. I was looking at it. So after this dumbass week where we were supposed to pass the Blazers, according to most, uh, we are now sitting at two games behind the Blazers somehow. And we are a half game up on the Grizzlies. We are two and a half games up on the Warriors and Spurs. And for those of you who are dreamers out there, we are four and a half games behind the Lakers for the five seed. So, as it stands, <laughs> uh, where do you expect us to end up landing here? The AC. So you expect one of the Memphis and Golden State to pass us? Yes. Do you expect Portland to end up behind us? No. So you think Portland holds on? Okay. Yes. <sighs> I do not, under any circumstances, want to see Steph Curry in a playoff situation <laughs> I, I don't and if we end up as an AFC you know what people used to say oh if we end up as an AFC I wouldn't mind saying the Utah Jazz in the first round you're an idiot you're an idiot you said used to I saw it as recently as yesterday so 
okay, um, whoever said this yesterday, you're an idiot. I promise you. The Utah Jazz are for real. I don't care how racist their fans are. At least their team is winning. I mean, never mind. I won't go there on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna let y'all have that one. Imagine how terrible it must feel as a Mavericks fan if I went to Utah to a game where the Dallas Mavericks played the Utah Jazz, and not only are my Mavericks getting pumped, but I'm getting called the nigger while it's happening. <laughs> you know what's funny? I had a uh, plan to go to a road game against whoever we play against, and that's so that's a very realistic scenario for me. <laughs> Uh, man. <clears throat> yeah, I um, I I do. The Blazers situation is interesting. I think we still could end up passing them just because their schedule is that crazy. But I think I can't remember when I said it, but I said like these next ten games are gonna kind of decide because I feel like they're still kind of filling out their rotations with getting Nurk back and adding Powell and getting McCollum back in. Uh, they're resting Dame right now. He's dealing with some some dings from carrying the team all year. Um, so I think these next five, six or so games are when we would have to pass them because after that, I feel like they're going to close the season pretty strong. Um, and we would need to hold them off at that point. But if we're not past them in this next five, six game stretch, then yeah, we're not going to pass them. Then you have the Grizzlies, who seem to be taking basketball seriously. Um, I have not checked in on the Jaron Jackson situation, so I'm not sure when or if he's coming back. Um, but uh, they're a half a game behind us. Uh, he's listed as doubtful for tomorrow, so that means he must be coming back soon. Um, yeah, it's his first time he's been listed as doubtful, so he's probably up within a week or so of returning. So Jaron Jackson's coming back. He hasn't played all season. Don't care about him having to get back uh, his legs back under him. That's gonna be that's gonna make them better. Uh, you mentioned Valanciunas being the only big for them. They add Jaron Jackson. Now they have two bigs that are respectable. Um, so the Grizzlies are there. Then Steph is going stupid right now. They're climbing. There's a very real possibility of us not just falling to eighth, but falling to ninth. With the way we look, there's no such thing as an easy game for this team. That easy schedule bullshit is out the window. I just, I'm looking at the standings. And if (sighs) the Knicks have our pick. But if the Knicks didn't have our pick, I would not want us in the playoffs because there isn't a single team above us that I would like to play. No. I don't trust us against anyone. Not Utah. Definitely not Phoenix. Definitely not LA. Definitely not Denver. I don't care. You know what? Definitely not Denver, even without Jamal Murray. <laughs> Jamal Murray has suffered a um, torn ACL, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Prayers up to him. That sucks because Denver's having a great season, and I'm pretty sure they can use him. But 
something the Denver Nuggets has done that the Dallas Mavericks have not done is accumulate talent. And Denver <laughs> is probably the deepest team in the NBA. So now they have Monte Morris stepping up at point guard. They're also signing, excuse me, Austin Rivers. Monte Morris is arguably the best backup point guard in the NBA. P.J. Dozier is another guy you can't sleep on as uh, a guy that's getting more minutes right now. Uh, a long defensive type guy who can also get to the basket and hit shots. He, I feel like him getting more minutes is a good thing for Denver. Be, uh, if you recall, I think he had some big plays or big stretches for them in the run last year in the playoffs. He did. He did. So I think Murray, obviously, he's a guy that can, can take off and score 50 by accident in a playoff game, but you have Jokic you added more defensive long guys around them that can hit shots. Uh, I still think they're dangerous. So if you're thinking, if you're on Mavs Twitter thinking, oh, wow, they lost Jamal Murray, they're going to drop. They could lose the next <laughs> eight games in a row, and we will not catch them. <laughs> I don't know if that's a st- statistical fact. I'm just saying. We suck yeah. that bad. Uh, let me see. Eight games technically, or eight losses technically translates to four on the, yeah, we, we would not pass them if they, if you gave them just eight losses right now, they would still have a better record than us. See? Percentage so wise. it was a statistical fact, and I was only joking. You know why? Because this team's a joke right now. <sighs> yeah, that, that dream is gone. Uh, you know, coming into the season, I, you know, I, if you recall uh, on my podcast, I brought all the podcasters on and we talked about our expectations and dreams and hopes for the season. Yes. And everybody said four seed, five seed, four seed, five seed, get to the second round, or have a good series in the first round, bare minimum. That shit is done. done. That's not happening. That's not happening. Um, I was past that about three months ago, maybe two. I can't really say three because the season started in December. I'll say a month or two ago. COVID, yeah. I was already past that. So did you... We are who we are. Did you accept to any degree the the COVID excuse? No. Um, I was kind of willing to say, let's let it play out to see, not the fact that how far Cuban took, you know, saying other teams are going to get COVID, but just to see our team get back everybody healthy and see what we were and uh, we are there and I don't see anything that impresses me uh, I didn't accept the COVID excuse uh, I thought it was bullshit um, speaking of bullshit coming from Mark Cuban let's talk about these playing comments from Mark Cuban how about that uh, Segway guy back I'm back Mark Cuban stated and I quote NBA playoffs play-in tournament is an enormous mistake. Now, he had, uh, I saw, I was looking for like the long exact quote, but I kept getting different things in different articles. I did see that, you know, he said, in hindsight, it was a bad idea, which he, <laughs> which means he's admitting to the fact that he voted for it. Now, let me preface what I'm about to say by giving my opinion. I think the play-in tournament is a great idea. But 
I think the playing tournament that was presented in the bubble is a great idea. Mm. I do not think the playing tournament presented this year is a great idea. I do not think it's fair that the seventh seed, whether it's the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, or the Warriors, should have to play in a playing tournament to get into the playoffs. You're the seventh seed. You did what you have to do to get your spot. The play-in tournament should only be for the eighth seed and the ninth and maybe tenth seed, depending on how many games behind the eighth seed they are. That's how it was in the play-in tournament. If the eighth seed is, okay, we play 72 games this year. If the eighth seed is 42 and 30 and the ninth seed is 30 and 42, which is not going to happen in the West, more likely to happen in the East, but still. That should not warrant a play-in tournament. That should be a solidified playoff spot for the AFC. So, I will say that. But, Mark Cuban's comments came from a place of, oh, damn, my team sucks. This was a bad idea. <laughs> How I say this 2020 when it's messing your life up, right? Facts. <clears throat> and the uh, fact that I know his comments came from the fact that his team sucks is because he said this year specifically, and of course he chalked it up to COVID again, that it should have been 1 through 16 with a play-in tournament. So you're not upset that there's a play-in tournament to begin with. You're upset with the fact that the way the standings are with the playing tournament and the fact that your team is going to be in it. If the Dallas Mavericks were not in risk, and I say risk because playing tournament is risky. The Dallas Mavericks were not at risk of being in a playing tournament right now. We have would have never heard these comments from Mark Cuban. And granted, I don't mind the comments coming from Luca. Luca plays hard 98% of every game. Luca plays his heart out. And if he plays his heart out to get his team to the seventh seed because no one else shows up and then he has to play a tournament just to get in, I understand him being upset. Mark Cuban, I don't give a shit what you have to say about the play in tournament. You voted for it, accept it. Don't switch it up because your team that you own and have ran terribly for the last four, few years to a decade may not make the playoffs because they're a seventh seed and they play like trash and you have not put any talent on this team because they'll play in a play-in tournament and probably get knocked out by Steph Curry because he's playing like he's Goku right now. I don't want to hear comments from you about a play-in tournament. Have your team play with some heart and passion so we don't have to worry about a goddamn play-in tournament. So a lot of people made the point that they felt Mark was trying to take Luca's back because Luca said it was stupid but if you really want to read into that the fact that Mark voted for it and Luca said it's stupid it's a, just another chip against the front office and management that they're making Luca's life difficult Mark Cuban didn't have to vote for it it probably it still would have passed but if it wasn't on the record that he was it was unanimous and he voted for it, he wouldn't have to defend that and come out and make a statement and say, you know, in hindsight, it was stupid. Yeah, it's in, in hindsight, it was stupid because you didn't, for some reason, you didn't 
foresee the idea of your team being in that position. Now they're in that position and you're panicking because your star is pissed. Rightfully so. Luca's out there, like you said, laying it on the line every night. For what? For nothing. It's it's legitimately sad. To be in a playing tournament. Because maybe, just maybe, if the highest played player on the team was more consistent, and I, I hate to do this because KP had a great week the week before, talked about it on the last part, gave him unsung hero of the week. But, dude, you're getting paid too much money to be shooting three for 14 against the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings with no Rajon Holmes. Um Supposedly, he's supposed to be able to the guy to play white side off the court. <laughs> laughable. Oh, God. A laughable performance, to say the absolute least. Uh, laughable is probably the word I would use to sum up this week. And I really, I really hate coming on here being negative. But I'm going to keep it real. I'm not Nick Angst. I'm not these people on Mavs Twitter who who come on who come on and tweet like, oh, it isn't that bad. Or, oh, we aren't even supposed to be here right now. We're out of the curve, guys. Just give it some time. Uh, oh, it's okay. The front office knows what they're doing. We're going to get it together. We're just wrestling for the playoffs. Dude, kiss my whole ass, bro. I don't want to hear none of that. None of <laughs> Man, um, yeah, I, I there was a whole thing about Skin Wade saying, like, he went on his podcast and talked about these podcasters and bloggers that want to be negative and admiring the negativity. I saw that. What What is there to be? Po- <sighs> find one I, thing to be positive. You know what? I won't even say that because they can find something. I promise yeah, find I mean, something. obviously, we're, we're happy to have Luka Doncic on our roster. I'm sick and tired but, of people being satisfied with being good enough. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I put the analogy out there earlier. We, we, and it's I said it about Rick Carlisle, but it's really the analogy for the whole team. Like, if you can't be disappointed by what you're getting from this team, it's just because you're accepting being in an abusive relationship. Like we said before, you're accepting. You know what? She gives me enough. And what else am I gonna like? The Rick Carlisle, the Donnie stuff. Like, oh, how, who are you gonna replace him with? You're accepting something that you know is not working for you because you don't. You're too scared of what's out there. How how long do we have to deal with this before you can get upset? I don't. I don't. I don't understand this. The the, the mindset behind not being able to be upset about you know anything. You know what? I don't think fans understand how much power they truly have. Bulls fans campaigned for years on Twitter and social media to get Gar 
Garb Foreman, whatever the fuck his name is, and John Paxson out of the front office. And what happened? Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going to use a wrestling analogy here, and I need y'all to bear with me. <laughs> Between the years 2013 and 2014, in the WWE, one of the hottest wrestlers on the planet was Daniel Bryan. Extremely popular. The Yes chant was everywhere. From soccer, aka football, to American football, to basketball. It was everywhere. WWE didn't want to make Daniel Bryan pop the guy, the face of the company, because it's not who they wanted. It's who the fans wanted. Every year there's a match called the Royal Rumble. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble goes on to WrestleMania to compete for the World Championship. Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the Royal Rumble. The num- There's 30 superstars in the Royal Rumble. Number 30 came. They thought it would be Daniel Bryan. It turned out to be Rey Mysterio. <laughs> WWE fans love Daniel Bryan so much. For the first time in... My entire years of watching wrestling. I heard an arena boo Rey Mysterio for just showing up. Fans hijacked the shows by chanting Daniel Bryan and yes during segments that had nothing to do with him. And guess what happened? It got so loud they literally changed their WrestleMania plans put him into the title picture and he won the championship and it became one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history. Why? Because the fans did not shut up and take what WWE was giving them. They didn't say, oh man, we love Daniel Bryan, but you know what? They want to give us Randy Orton versus Batista. Let's take that anyway. That doesn't sound too bad. No, but Mavs fans, they say, oh man, I mean, we had a lot of cap space for the last two years. Didn't really get anybody we wanted. But hey, we really like Maxi, Dorian, Justin Jackson, DeLon Wright. We like these guys. This is okay. Cute dog sitting in a flaming house. This is fine. No, it's not fine. It's bad. Stop trying to be optimistic because you feel like you're being terrible towards the team you love because you're being negative. No. You're showing passion for the team. Right. You're showing passion because you care and you love the team. I love the Dallas Mavericks. I will always love the Dallas Mavericks. Baltimore can announce a basketball team tomorrow. I will still always love the Dallas Mavericks first. And I'm not going to sit back while they're okay with mediocrity. And I don't want y'all to be okay with mediocrity. This team is mediocre. The fact that we're even in the playoff picture right now is a testament to how great Luka Doncic is. It's not a testament to this front office. At all. If Luka wasn't on this team, we'd be competing for Cade Cunningham right now. And you know what would happen? These fans would be right right in the thick of it. Oh, tank, tank, tank for Cade. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Because critical thinking is not on the table for a lot of people and I, that might sound mean but that's just what it is you don't want to think critically you just want to believe in and trust 
the people that have the jobs because and then I, you have people come at people will come at me and be like, oh, you want to be this or that. I don't want to be anything. I I, I, I just want to exist <laughs> in my life and be a fan of a team. But what I see, obviously, dumb things happening over and over. And I've been a fan of this team for almost 30 years. Uh, if I see we go through 10 free agency periods and sign the riffraff, the scraps left over at the bottom of the free agency pool every year, and I can't say that there's a problem with the GM. When I hear stories about Darren Williams saying that all Donnie said was trust me and Mark didn't show up to the meeting and every t- every player says, oh, I consider Dallas, but when they make their big decisions, I'm going to call that out. There's something wrong there. There's something going on. There's all kinds of racially charged statements from Cubans going throughout the history. The uh, I would cross the street if I saw a black kid in a hoodie comments was brought back up this week. Um, the AAU culture and mixtape culture comments from a couple years ago. Y'all think that stuff doesn't matter to players? The fact that all of our moves seem to be triggered around relationships with the agents and how we flaunt that publicly. Like, I don't hear any other teams talking about their relationships with agents publicly. Mark Cuban party clubbing in a, in, with, with Chandler Parsons. Unless it's Rich his Paul. Side. Unless it's Rich Paul. That's a whole that's a different beast. <laughs> I doubt we have a relationship with Rich Paul. No. And there's again, all that speaks to our issues as a as a franchise. And I'm willing to mention them. If you don't like hearing it, you don't have to follow me. I do not give a damn. I promise I will not miss you. I love doing this Mavs podcast because I love the Mavs and I love talking about the Mavs. I love doing it with Bibbs because Bibbs has the same mindset I have. If Bibbs was really Optimus Bibbs, I would never have done this <laughs> podcast to begin with. If he asked me to do one, I would have blocked him. I swear to God. I I, I couldn't I could not do it. Would I love to, you know, this podcast to blow up and be one of the top Mavs podcasts and a great sport Mavs sports podcast and for us to get multiple opportunities opportunities from the team out of this of course but will I sacrifice who I am as a person and what I truly believe in in order for that to happen absolutely not and I'm pretty sure Bib shares the same sentiments 100% and you saw (laughs) go ahead I, I don't know what a lot of y'all are trying to do on Twitter. I don't know where trying to find the optimism and everything is coming from. I don't know if y'all had sunshine and rainbows growing up. Uh, I grew up in the hood. I walked around the corner and I see junkies. You know what? Never mind. Anyway. I knew the crackheads by name in my neighborhood. Like, <laughs> like literally, you walked to school, Pat. I had it. I have a whole rap bar about walking to school waving hi to all the dope things like i was eight years old maybe maybe younger maybe like a year or two older looking out the back window in the alley whole bunch of people crowded around and my mom is like what the hell is going on she was like oh now i'm about to call the police they was basically like you know it was almost like a goddamn junkie meetup where they was auctioning off drugs I told, her, I told her dang i thought they was about to fight or something it was so many people like bro i don't see the optimism and everything i see everything for what it is mm. and what i see with this Mavs team 
is a team that's poorly managed by a poor front office that needs changes made. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Because if the Golden State Warriors had the optimism that y'all have, they would have never become a dynasty. That's pretty much how it goes. If you are willing to accept trash, you will get trash. They would have never gotten Steve Kerr. They would have said, oh, Mark Jackson does good for us. He got us this far. Let's just see what he can do. You have to be willing to make the difficult decisions to take the next step forward. Our team is way too comfortable coasting. The worst frisk you can take is none at all. You got yeah, real philosophical on this, okay? I saw that in a tweet yesterday. I did want to address one other thing. You mentioned the potential for Optimus Bibbs, and uh, I think it was uh, Lucador. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention potential for Optimus Bibbs. I know. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like if I was Optimus Bibbs, oh, okay. the podcast. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, Lucador on Twitter put uh, put together the, the the optimism chart, the neutral, chaotic, lawful, all that good stuff. Nice segue. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> we we were about to go on for a minute. I wanted to get to this while it was fresh. So he put together the chart, and I'm, I'm going to read the names and the, the the symbolism. If you haven't seen it, a lot of people did see it. There was a lot of retweets and whatnot. But basically, he took bloggers and a lot of these people are podcasters and kind of put them in uh, from lawful to chaotic, lawful, neutral, chaotic to the right, left to right, optimist, neutral, pessimist at the bottom. So my man Dalton Trigg um, of the Math Step Back podcast is the lawful optimist. I I can respect that. Uh, Guy, you mentioned earlier, Nick. Van Exit on Twitter. Um, what's the pocket? Locked on Mavs. Neutral Optimus. And then my man, Reddit Mavericks, uh, Hoops and Hefeweizens, Chaotic Optimus. Right? So most of them, they're, they're guys that are going to try to find the good in everything. Um, <clears throat> I haven't really seen that from Reddit Mavs much i don't know if i just don't see it reddit mavs tries not to be negative he'll make jokes about bad things but he always wants to try to flip it to the positive he's chaotic that's what makes him chaotic about it like he'll fan the flames a little bit but he doesn't get burnt okay bye uh he enjoys being a fan but he's not gonna mire in the gloom doom and gloom um which is why i was willing to accept him as a chaotic optimist Dalton has started to kind of get away from the optimism, I think, as well. He probably will fall into neutral for me, but I accept it. So let's get to the neutral side. So then lawful neutral, they put Brad Townsend. Um, and these are the (laughs) – based on the lawful, (laughs) based on the lawful, I'm looking at them as like the more journalistic integrity types. Right, right. Uh, So they put Brad Townsend as lawful neutral. I think he just has to be neutral because he's actual media – yeah, he has to be. And um I mean he's Which you is could, respectable. I mean <laughs> Yeah, like I, I appreciate him not really having a lot of input on the team. Um that's fine. Uh he did put Tyler Adams, who's under a new account, which he's keeping private because of some past stuff that probably happened, uh as true neutral. Uh, I'll I'll leave that one alone for now. I um, Tyler Adams. 
yeah, he's kind of like there were some issues in the past, I think, where, where he got into some stuff with some people. I think his account maybe got locked. And so now he's just kind of underground, like very selective, which again, I respect it. Um, and I guess that's why you would call him true neutral because he's made sure that he doesn't have to get into squabbles <laughs> with people on either side. Um, and then he put my man Doink Nabisco, uh, formerly known as Switch 41, as chaotic neutral. Right. Uh, with the vibe rat going every time. So then you get to the pessimists and you have Kirk Henderson as the lawful pessimist. Love Kirk. Which I can agree with, yeah. Lawful pessimist, you know, still good journalistic and check integrity, but willing to acknowledge the bullshit that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came in as the neutral pessimist, which halfway journalistic integrity, halfway fan of the flames. We all know who the chaotic optimist is. And then <laughs> the chaotic pessimist, Kenny, the, the home. <laughs> he's always going to piss people off with his pessimism because he's willing to go just a little bit further yeah. than I am. Because I don't, I don't have time to argue with people. I don't have the energy. I realized that I don't like arguing with people yesterday when them kids was in my mentions about <laughs> Derrick Rose where I was literally cursing someone out because they were annoying me. But I've got if, it, if it's yeah. about the Mavs, <laughs> can't do it. I've gotten. I think you fall probably in the middle of me and Kenny. If I had to, had to say, that would be hard since you're already in the middle. You're neutral, so I mean you. Me? You're you're ha- but halfway between neutral and chaotic. You have your moments. Okay, fair enough. But uh, the more important part of this for me is the pessimist thing because I don't think I've always been a pessimist. I think the Mavs have made me a pessimist. They have lost my trust. Um. Like I said, I've been a fan since the late 90s. And the only time I can remember questioning the front office up to 2011 was when they didn't pay Nash. I was confused. I was upset. I thought Dirk and Nash would be together forever. And I was pissed. And I questioned it. And they're... You know, I'm trying to imagine what would have been, what would Mavs Twitter have been like if that happened this year? They literally just let him go because they didn't want to pay him. And then he became the MVP twice. Cheap. <laughs> um, as fuck. I feel like people don't register that when they talk about how great our front office has been. And when they want to give Donnie passes forever. But, you know, in those times, they made a lot of trades, a lot of big splashes. They brought in a lot of guys. We talked about this on the last panel we had. They were making moves. And, you know, every year I was like, yes, let's let's put some stuff around dirt. Let's make this happen. And they got me excited every year to, to be a Mass fan. So then 2011 comes. I was very optimistic. You know, you know what? Go. Let's take it back. Two thousand six, I was optimistic. You know, I was optimistic every year of that run. I was let. Let's go. Let's do it. And I had reason to be. We had dirt. We were winning fifty games a season. So, yeah, like consistently, we were. We could beat anybody. Of course, I feared Tim Duncan, but I didn't question anything about the Mavs 
at that time. I felt like we were putting the best team on the floor. We were balling. 2006 happened. I thought we were robbed. I didn't blame the Mavs for anything that happened there. Um, I did question Avery Johnson's decision. I felt like he was a scapegoat. But at the same time, somebody had to be the scapegoat after when he was fired. So I got it. It made sense. Um, learned later about Dirk's relationship with Avery. I was younger at the time, so I wasn't paying that much attention. But learned later, Dirk maybe had some problems with Avery. Makes even more sense. They 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 made that change. So you, then you bring in Rick to coach a veteran-laden team. Rick gets us to the promised land in 2011. Win a championship. And ever since then, it's been questionable move after questionable move. They let everybody go after the title you could say they were old or whatever most of those guys played a few more years i think tyson chandler won defensive player of the year the next year after he left uh, we let jj go um we we just co- collapsed the team mark went from i want to win a ring 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 to i want a super team i want my dream team and we let's go save money for lebron Let's go save money for Dwight Howard. Let's go save money for Darren Williams. Let's not draft Giannis Antetokounmpo because we got to save money. Trading our draft picks every year or drafting old players because you're, you're, I don't know what the hell they were trying to do. I'm not going to try to make sense of it. Drafted Bernard James, 30 years old. Let me let me say this. It's insane that Josh Howard is probably the best player Donnie has ever drafted. Like straight up. <laughs> yeah, not traded for. Drafted. Yeah. Yeah. It's also insane. Who's our biggest best free agent signing of all time? Harrison Barnes. Maybe Harrison Barnes. I heard Kirk say uh, Sean Marion. Uh, maybe Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis turned into an okay signing, but that wasn't the expectation when it happened. It was not. And Sean Marion was washed when we got him. If we're being quite honest. He was seen as washed. I'm about to say he was supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. He just worked with Dirk. <laughs> Harrison Barnes was out of desperation. Wasn't that the year we lost DeAndre Jordan? There was, and it was that was luck too. That was luck. If KD doesn't decide to be a bitch, I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) If KD doesn't make a business decision to go get a ring and and Golden State, we're not getting Harrison Barnes because they were going to match anything at all. They were planning to match anything. That was the word. So if you're listening to this right now. And this is going to be released on Monday, correct? Yeah, I'll, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll edit it tomorrow morning. I, I need to do some homework. But... Gotcha, gotcha. If you're listening to this, and I genuinely mean this, I, I don't mean it as an ass. Okay, I do. But still, I want you to tweet me at Mind of Reese who you think our best free agent signing, I'm not, I'm sorry, not our, Donnie Nelson's best free agent signing ever was. Because I want to know how many names come up because there isn't any solidified name. Because uh-huh. he has not done shit. 
But I digress. We've never put an all-star around Dirk. Josh Howard made one all-star game. Jason Kidd made an all-star game, but that's because Chris Paul was injured and couldn't go. I'm pretty sure wouldn't Howard an uh, injury replacement too? If I'm not mistaken. I, I, I think, I, I think he so. Was. I think so. I think he was. Isn't that something? He's never put anyone in real all-star around Dirk. Shocking. And he was only able to put, you know what, let's not say, oh, he traded for KP. KP came out and said he didn't want to be in New York. Anyone would have traded for KP. The New York Knicks were just dumb enough to take the scraps that we gave them. They took the what felt like the first offer they got, in, in my opinion. Pretty much the first offer they got. And everybody clowned them for it. Love Dennis Smith Jr., but he's one of the worst basketball players I've ever seen. We... Again, Luca Dirk traded. Luca traded. Nobody could foresee what either one of them was going to be. We can give I'll I'll give Donnie credit as an international scout. He's great at discovering talent overseas. Uh Found Giannis, for example. Uh, We didn't get to see him in a Mavs uniform, but that's on his resume. I can give him credit for that. But as far as being able to sit down with an NBA player and convince them that they should be a Dallas Maverick, it has not occurred. It I'm just not has not. Him, I'm not giving him credit for even trading for Luka because let's be honest here. Luka was drafted at number three by the Atlanta Hawks. The Mavs then traded our number five pick, Trey Young, for Luka. The two teams in front of the Atlanta Hawks that could have and should have drafted Luka Doncic are literally no notoriously bad at drafting players. Yep. The Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. We literally only got Luka because two teams were dumb enough to not draft him. And granted, DeAndre Ayton's a great player. Marvin Bagley Bagley is a great player. In hindsight, obviously you can say Luka should have been number one. But to be honest, even back then you can tell Luka should have been number one. And I, I mean, I, I expected it. The Suns hired his coach. It was, in my opinion, I thought it was a done deal. Like I, I had Aiton ahead. I predicted Aiton would be the first pick, but when they hired Luca as, um, a coach in Phoenix, I was like, oh, or Luca's coach as a coach in Phoenix, I was like, oh yeah, they're they're definitely going for him. Um, I'm trying to look at something real quick just to kind of put things in perspective for Mavs fans. Uh, when did the Suns hire James Jones? I'm not sure. Let me see here. I got to find it. Sacramento, Vladi Divot literally didn't draft Luca because he didn't like Luca's dad. Come on, come on, come on. And I had another thing I want to. Oh, I'm going to say this about the Hawks as well. The Hawks knew they wanted Trey Young. They could have just drafted him third. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. He's still there. All right. The Hawks could have just drafted Trey Young third if they wanted. That's who they wanted. You can't hear me? They knew that's who they wanted. It was a cultural fit as much as it was a basketball fit. So to 
they wanted Trey Young. We very obviously wanted Luca. And so they get their guy and they get an additional first round pick to go with them. Can you hear me? So they did exactly what they wanted to do in that trade. And we got our guy as well. And we gave up a first round pick for it. That's that's fine. That's an even trade. That wasn't a fleece job. Trey Young and the Hawks are hooping. So um I I I can't give them a ton of credit for, for what occurred there. Two teams passed them up, and then the other team it would have been a team to pass them up, but instead they decided to accept an additional pick to to say we won't draft him, essentially. But here, you have him. We want give us our guy and give us your pick for next year. That's not an L on their part. Um, I feel like I'm trying to find it. Testing, testing. I'm tripping. And I'm trying to buy time because uh, <laughs> testing, testing. Reese is having some technical difficulties. Testing, testing. Trying to see yeah. here. And da, 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 oh, yeah, 2018, yeah. he was named the general. Okay. So the Suns have replaced their general manager since Devin Booker was drafted. And I believe the Kings. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. All right. Yes, the Kings have also, (laughs) I hate that I had to do this on the fly. The Kings have also replaced their general manager since they drafted De'Aaron Fox. Testing, testing. Their franchise. Can you hear me? And nobody sat around saying that those guys deserve their jobs because of a guy they drafted who's really good because of all the other crap that they didn't do rap wise with other guys so if you couldn't tell uh, we had a small issue where I was talking and for I can't even remember why but for some reason I, I I think I was browsing websites and I didn't want sound to play out of the website so I muted my computer not realizing that I was recording on my computer because I used to record on my phone and I had headphones in where I was listening to like Reese, like I could hear Reese through the headphones. And so when I muted my computer, I could no longer hear Reese. And so I'm talking and you can hear him starting to say like, hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And it got worse after the segment that I cut off. So I cut that off. I'm going to add that at the end of the episode. I think it's like six minutes of me talking. Um, Me talking and not realizing why I can't hear him. And then like some bonus stuff where we realized what was happening and had some good laughs. Um, But yeah, that's at the end of the episode. There's also some uh, there's two bonus sections, two post credit scenes, if you will. Uh, if you're an MCU fan, two post-credit scenes. So stick after the credits uh, for the post-credit scenes.
What happened with Dame? What are you talking about? Do you see it? Because I see a lot of Dame and Blazers talk on my timeline, and I'm not seeing it. Just search Dame. Well, he's tweeting right now, so I don't... I saw SJ said that he got some extra motivation. Yeah, I just saw that. There we go. 14 minutes ago, he said, one false move will cost you. The lanes will cost you. Don't let the game extort you. Oh, my God. Somebody replied to that tweet and said, Dame, how was your hamstring? I need you guys to win 42 games this year or I lose my house. Huge fan, even if I'm in the match of no homeless. (laughs) And Dame quote tweeted it and said, say less. Hold on. Let me go check. Um. Let me go check the standards real quick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. They're at 32 and 24. So they would have to go 42 and 30, right? That's 10 and 6 over the next. We would have to go yeah, 12 yeah, and 4. We're not, we're not beating them more. <laughs> thing, let's just forget about that six seed now. <laughs> Dave, go save this dude's house with me. Post this tweet and uh, at the end of the season. <laughs> oh, that's some, that's some Dave Lillard stuff though. That that's what that's that would be some stuff. And if he doesn't do it, somebody's gonna like remember the tweet and uh, bring it out. You know, if they finish six, they're probably gonna play the Clippers, right? Yep. No matter who we play in the first round, we lose them. So. I ain't saying us. I'm talking about the Blazers. Because I care about basketball as a whole, so right now it's fuck the Mavericks. Uh, Clippers, Blazers? Dane Dollar versus Playoff P? The sequel? The Clippers are going to watch them, nigga. Man, look. I, I said it here. I said it. You hear it. You hearing it live. These next six games, whatever. It's those last Hold up. I might have did my math wrong. Let me look at it. The last 10 games are where I'm going to decide what's going on with the Blazers. Yes. Next six games, I don't care. Whatever. Whatever happens, what happens. Those last 10, 10 old Blazers. I was kidding. I'm not going to go that far. But those last 10 are going to be how I decide if they're primed to upset what looks like it's going to be the Clippers or not. I'm not making any judgments on that team until the last 10 games. That's why I'm making my full judgments on the Blazers. I'm almost positive this is going on the episode, isn't it? I think so. I think so. I'm willing to, to put that out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not, and people will probably say that's hypocritical with the Mavs. I gave the Mavs until they got there healthy. I gave them past when they got healthy, and I know what they are now. I see what they are. Not that That's not dramatically changing, but the Blazers – they actually went and acquired talent uh, in Norman Powell. Plus, they got their they got McCollum and Nurkic back, and they have some things to kind of work through um, to figure out who they are and how they want to play. So, again, I'm giving them these next six games to experiment, but those last ten are where I'm going to decide who they are as a team. Well, we need something on the episode to make up for that blunder of a speech you had, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh man, that was fun. Yeah, so um, that's kind of it for the week. I don't really, 
I don't want to talk about yeah. So uh, we're gonna take a quick ad break, and then I'll be back with, of course, the unsung hero of the week and Bibbs with his. I forgot we had to do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we still got more to go. Bibbs with his weekly forecast and miles to go before I sleep. <laughs> So, I know you uh, probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. And we are back. So um, I'm just going to get this out quick because, like I said, I don't want to talk about these guys no more. So um, at first, I truly was not going to do an unsung hero of the week because I truly believe no one deserved it. Okay. As I remembered and as I paid attention and as I thought, there's literally only one person who truly deserves Mav's unsung hero of the week. And I never wanted to give this award to this player because that's not what it was for. But by God, he deserves it. It's going to Luka Doncic this week. I can hear you clapping in the distance. No, that was cheap. But no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to Luka Doncic. I mean, Jesus Christ. The weight on this dude's shoulders from carrying this trash team. If it were not for him, we'd be 0-5 for the week. Shout out to Luka Doncic. I don't have to explain why Luka Doncic is unsung Mavs is Mavs unsung hero of the week, and I shouldn't even have to run down his box scores. We know what Luka no. does. We understand why he has why I'm giving him this award. Yeah. I, I, what else can I say? I truly the award was for unsung heroes. There's nothing more sung about the Mavs than Luka Doncic, but. After the showing he's given us in the last week, the only person who's consistently shown up every game, he deserves it. So, uh, 
Gonna kick it to Bibbs for the weekly forecast, and then we can get the hell out of here. Bibbs. <sighs> you getting the blackie weather forecast this week. Uh, I was kidding. <laughs> we was about to get the, uh, the dude for family guy. It's going to rain. We can lose. <laughs> oh, and three. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> Thank you for that send off, Reese. Uh, definitely word to Luca. Uh, sorry that you were dealing with this crappy franchise. Uh, but let's look ahead. Uh, we got the Pistons, first of all. Uh, I know that most people have already penciled that one in as a win, and I would say hope you got your whiteout ready because uh, this team is definitely capable of losing to the Pistons. Uh, they took down the powerhouse Thunder last week. Uh, you know that team that beat us not long ago. Uh, so you probably should be a little bit worried about them. They have guys that play hard. They have a guy like Justin Jackson. Is it Justin or Josh? Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson has the length to kind of bother Luca. They have Isaiah Stewart inside, who's a busy body. Uh, Plumlee is another guy who's a busybody. Uh, if they, if a team has players that can score at the rim, some long athletic defenders, and they have a little bit of heart, they can beat the Mavericks. So Pistons would not surprise me if they beat the Mavericks. And that's just where we are as a franchise. So then we move forward in the week uh, to back-to-back. So we'll probably have KP resting against the Pistons, if I had to predict. And uh, then we'll play the Lakers. And the Lakers may be getting AD back, which they don't necessarily need them. As uh, Reese said earlier in the episode, they probably could beat us with just Drummond. And uh, what's, the, what's the dude's name? I don't even know his name. Uh, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, uh, that guy. Yeah, Kuzma probably would give us buckets. But they will get AD back, so they'll probably destroy us thoroughly. Uh, then we get a day off before they destroy us again. And uh, best case scenario, we're going to looking at a one and two week. Worst case scenario, the house is burning down. Back to you, Reese. <sighs> Let's not forget they have Sadiq Bay, who I really wish would have been a Maverick, but it's not a here nor there because he wouldn't have got playing time. Um, yeah, so that's it for this episode of the Mavs Outside. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I know we talked way too long, but there was a specific request from an individual for us to add a little segment at the end to talk about what we've been watching or what we're oh, planning to watch right. this week. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just make it real quick. I got a Falcon in the Winter Soldier finale on Friday. Um, yes, of course. Uh, that show is on fire right now. I love what Marvel and Disney is doing with it. They're not shying away from issues that, uh, you know. Telling the ugly history facts um, i guess fictional but it's t- got real ties something i'm watching right now that's also on disney plus is uh the mighty ducks game changer series is that already out yeah it's been out there's four episodes in right now okay yes yeah, um i'm a huge fan of the mighty ducks uh one of my favorite franchises growing up growing up um i'm still a fan of the ducks hockey team till this day simply because i was a mighty ducks fan <laughs> a um, lot of people say that apparently um it's a really good it's it's for mighty ducks fans if you were a fan of the movies it's a really good show and um the only person who's in it from the original movies is gordon bombay emilio estevez 
who eerily looks like Martin Sheen is ridiculous. Uh, but him playing Get Off My Lawn, Gordon Bombay, is the best thing ever. And it's like, uh, you know, throughout the series, you slowly see him opening up. Uh, he's not coaching the Ducks. The Ducks are basically the evil team now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, a show I plan on watching, I've heard good things about. Uh, I think it's on Amazon. It's called Invincible. It's a yeah. superhero show. <clears throat> right. I've heard really good things about it. I'm definitely going to start watching that. But uh, also Mortal Kombat comes out this week. So Yes, sir. Definitely going to be seeing that. Uh, and the Snowfall finale. Never watched Snowfall. Why did I think you were watching it? Like you and your co-host or whatever had your no, co-host had you like watching. They they're getting me to watch it. I I plan on watching it so I can do reviews and stuff with them, but uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet. That's wow. I do have one more thing I got to bring up there. What's that? Uh, Netflix on Thursday is releasing a movie called Stowaway with Anna Kendrick and my. Girl, this is my real choice for the for the celeb the, the my celebrity my secret celebrity crush that most people would be like, huh? It's Tony Collette. Uh, have you Tony seen her Collette for Hereditary? I've seen Tony Collette. I saw Tony Collette and Knives Out, and yeah, she wasn't attractive. She got yams. Yams, well, yams. Go. You know what? She got yams, yams, or white lady yams. Nah, she difference. got yams, yams. Okay, I'm about to Google it right um, now. Um, <clears throat> trying to think, where would you? <laughs> I'm not gonna be a heathen to tell you how to find oh. yeah. No, I can Google it. <laughs> it's something about her though. It's, it's something about her for me. I, I I think it's how she talks, maybe how she how she carries us out I, I don't know she looks like in this picture i'm looking at she looks like uma thurman if uma thurman used to be a man <laughs> look man I, I could care less i'm not looking at her face at all oh you one of them <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> you know exactly what that means i ain't saying <clears throat> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't be out here in the streets in public anyway. If it's on the low, she fits all the qualifications. And she can act. Yo, bro, I don't see no games, yo. I'm trying to think, what was I watching? It's some, like, uh, series where she's a cop on Netflix. I think it got nominated for awards recently. <clears throat> I'm gonna just stop looking at her pictures because it's <laughs> anyway, um, how do you feel about? I'm not gonna watch it. I don't plan on watching it. I have no interest in watching it. Them, I'm not watching that shit. Same. Glad we can get that out the way. I, I saw enough. I've heard about it enough. I mean, All I I'm... needed to see was the trailer to know I wasn't going to watch it, but once I heard about things that happened in the series, I know for a fact I'm never turning that on. Oh, the series I'm talking about is called Unbelievable. Um, okay. She was rocking them jeans. Um, Unbelievable. But like some girl gets raped, basically, and people don't believe her. They think she's making it up. Unbelievable. But, <clears throat> but then they realize <laughs> it's a serial rapist. Oh. Like, because her story was so crazy, they thought she was making it up. But then there's like, apparently this dude was law enforcement. It's based on a true story. 
the dude was law enforcement. And back then, counties did not communicate about what was happening in their county. So he would just commit rapes in different counties and everybody would look at it as a one-off. And his MO was so weird that people thought that the girls were making shit up. But then eventually a couple people from a couple counties actually run into each other randomly. And they're like, well, hold on. This sounds like a story that we dismissed a month ago. And that's how I got kind of close together. But again, good, good movie. I mean, good show was uh, like a eight part series, maybe six or eight. <clears throat> and uh, she was good in that. She's good in everything. She's a great actress. She's not the cutest to look at, but uh, that's that's my my undercover boo. Yeah, that's an understatement. Um, so <laughs> I can't remember exactly who it was that requested this, but I remember seeing a tweet. I think it was Tall Traveler. Was it? Okay. I was asking you. What 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 did he say? That requested us to do this. No, it was somebody else. It was actually. somebody else. Okay, it was somebody else. Up. Okay. Sorry oh, for calling you tall yeah. traveler to somebody else. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I can't I'm remember. Pissed. I feel like I see the profile picture, but I just can't remember. Yeah, I can see it too. Yeah. But uh I'll shout out he'll, to you. he'll probably mention it. Shout out <laughs> to you. I definitely appreciate the recommendation. Uh it makes sense since we both talk about stuff like this on our separate uh shows. So it's a long ass episode. I can't believe I said it was gonna be a short one. I can believe you said it's gonna be short. You said every single one's <laughs> gonna be short except the first one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's it for real this time. I'm surprised we're even still recording. This feels like a regular conversation. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how we transitioned back into closing out a Mavs podcast after talking about Tony Collette's ugly ass. Uh, man, look, it's just something about it. Man. I can't uh, explain. Uh, I can't every, explain it. Oh, so it's. <laughs> I'm about to pass out. I'm lightheaded. Oh my god, I can't see. Oh man. Hold on. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my god. You know what? I can't even call her a butterface because there's nothing else about her. You can't even say, but her face, nah, just her face. Anyway, uh, we closing just, out, y'all. I'm just trying to have a Malcolm and Marie moment with her, you know what I'm saying? I didn't watch that shit. You didn't watch it at all? No. All right, I'm not going to explain it. We've been on here way too long. I'm getting delirious. I, I listened to y'all review. That's all I needed. I'm clearly delirious at this point. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No Eddie Murphy? <sighs> I knew that was coming. Oh, Jesus. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of Eddie Murphy, uh, I was on Bibb's podcast, the Have You Seen podcast, where we reviewed Coming to America 2, so please check out his Have You Seen podcast, where he reviews movies. Check out his Bibb's Corner podcast, where I'm pretty (coughs) sure he's going to be doing post-game recaps again soon, right? Why would I I dedicate time? Yeah, why would you? To talk about these games. Don't even... <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I do need to do something over there, but it won't be that. Yeah, you do need to do something over there. It's the sports podcast, so maybe you should just recap the, the weekend basketball. Yeah, I'm going to talk about NBA and stuff like that. I think nah, I had some plans that fell apart and that I just haven't recovered since then. Yeah, talk about teams that give a shit about winning. Anyway, 
uh, I have my mind of Reese podcast, which from this point on, okay, no, this point on is going to be a lie. Um, it will be out every Monday from this point. Okay, from the next point moving forward. Next Monday. Out, yeah, starting next Monday, it will be releasing every single Monday. So you can look forward to it then. Um, What's going YouTube, on YouTube? YouTube, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to be recording tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm going to try to record about four, five, six videos that I just released throughout the week. Uh, most are going to be reviews uh, of Mighty Ducks Game Changers, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm going to make a video on Mark Cuban. I'm going to make a video on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I'm going to make a video on Kyrie Irving, which we didn't get to. And no, we're not doing it because we've talked too much right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely look out for those. They will be on my Twitter. You can find me at Mind of Reese on Twitter and at Mind of Reese on Instagram. I think I covered everything. Awesome. Thanks for shouting out my podcast. I don't do shit off. Well, I'm trying to get you to do shit right <laughs> What I, the I appreciate fuck the is that? What happened? It's not like somebody was flushing the toilet. You know what? Let's go. I, I, <laughs> it must have been the math season doing down the drain. All right. So, uh, yeah. Signing off for Reese and Bibbs. We're going to catch y'all next week. Please don't kill yourself. Peace. Peace. Sound. Good, except there's like some eerie music playing behind you or some shit. You good? Eerie music. Yeah, it sound like somebody about to like come up behind you or something. I was like, what is that? <laughs> you still hear it? There's like a whistle and like a humming. Okay. It's like a distant whistle and like a like a the dramatic building music that like oh, you start to hear when somebody's walking through a quiet room. I think, I think that's the vacuum in the background. Okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yo, what is that? Nigga <laughs> <laughs> thought I was on the bite the dust. Hold up, hold up. Oh, man, I was waiting for the... Something like that. I didn't know what was happening. Oh, man. Oh, man, that was great. You, you still hear it? <laughs> yeah, I hear like a little whistle, but... But now that I know what it is, it's not as uh, jarring. It's kind of crazy that... The, that is picking up that far away, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Your mic might might just be good. It sounds like it's getting closer, though. It is. Is I, it getting? Okay. It is. Just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. I didn't know if you like tried to do something to make it better. Let's no, it's see. actually getting closer. It's gone. All right, now. it's gone now. Yeah. All right. It off. All right. Uh, oh, man. So I'm going to go um, get these tears on my eye. I'm going to go five. <laughs> I'm going to go five. Four, three, two, one, and on one. Well, actually, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to just say go and play the clip whenever you're ready. Okay. Uh, you already recording, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been recording. So that's going to be a nice little clip there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, Shit, uh, which one is it? Uh, King's Forecast. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. Let me know if you can hear it. Still can't hear me? Drafting one player that worked out 
Testing, testing. Two players that worked out in 30 years should not make Donnie Nelson immune to scrutiny. Testing, testing. So, I don't think it's unreasonable to criticize the mass front office. I don't think it's unreasonable to criticize Mark Cuban. I don't think it's unreasonable to criticize Rick Carlisle because he has his faults as well. I'm on record as saying I think Rick Carlisle is a good coach. I do not think he is a coach for a young developing team. I feel like he his job security is what it is because they gave him crap for 10 years and he accepted it. And now that the team is getting better, they, I guess, want to reward him by allowing him to remain with the the more improved team. But um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we just kind of been rambling for a while. Uh, the My main point with all of this is that if you want to be a fan that doesn't criticize the team ever and you just accept whatever they give you, that's your right. But then I don't want to have any, I, we have nothing to talk about. Don't, don't engage me because that's not who I am. I am a passionate fan who wants to be able to watch my team and enjoy them. When I see them continually do stupid things, I'm going to feel that and I'm going to react to it. If my best friend is continuing to date thoughts that are notoriously thoughts, I'm going to react to that and tell them, just leave these thoughts alone, please. I can't Can just pretend you that i because I want to be his friend. What the fuck is going on? That's not on? what a friend is, in my opinion. That's not what a fan should be. A fan should be able to look critically at the team and scrutinize it. Uh, let me see if I can get Reese back here. I don't know what the hell is going on. Can you hear me? I don't think it says he's out. Can you hear me? Hello. What the hell is going on? Yeah, it's going to be a hell of an edit job, boy. Oh shit. Hello. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> what Hello. Oh my god. I can hear you. What did you mute me? <laughs> I so he, I muted my computer. I forgot that I had headphones on. I don't know what that's going to sound like. Wait, I was speaking that entire time while you were talking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bibs. You that's probably unsalvageable. This entire time that's probably that you were giving your speech and talking, I was talking. <laughs> I was saying <laughs> the shit. I was, I was like, what the fuck?
fuck is going on? I was, <laughs> I was over here testing. Oh. I was I was over here speaking into the microphone saying, hello, hello, testing, testing, while you oh, were talking. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not going to be something. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I was switching mics and everything. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Damn, I don't know how. I don't remember when it happened. Like I have no idea what point you and went you silent. Were, you were, th- th- what you were saying was perfect. And now, what are you gonna do? I don't even remember what how. I, fuck it, it's done. Um, <sighs> do you know when it happened? Like when when I when no. I stopped being able to hear you? I don't. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fantastic. This is gonna be a nice outtake too. Also, someone just said Christoph Porzingis is nothing more than a seven foot three Landry Fields. We we doing Landry Field references. That's where we at. Just saying. That's fine. <sighs> Jobless. God bless this team. Somebody just pointed out the clip of uh Mo Harkless saying that Porzingis was soft as hell. Not really looking like a lot. <clears throat> right, I feel uh, sorry for the boy. Let's come back and close this out. Lord have mercy. Oh man. How long have we been talking? A while. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear I can't wait to hear that section. I cannot wait. I oh my god. Oh my god. That probably sounds terrible. Like, I was talking into the mic, like, loud. <laughs> oh, man, no comment. We'll, we'll see. Let me see something. Oh, somebody just reshared that that chart I was talking about. Lord, Lord, Lord. Wait, did it happen while I was talking about uh, my history with the team? I believe so. Hopefully we got at least the first part of it. 